Avidly podcast. I'm on after the duo Eds alongside my co-host, my brother, my brother Ethan. We're gonna have two guests today. Got my younger brother, the boy Brandon. Gonna talk a bit F1 real quick, and then gonna have I think he's my favorite guest, Ethan. I think he could say he's your, been your favorite guest, Adley. Yeah. And uh, he'll he'll be on in a bit. Literally just spoken to him. Um. So yeah, and then. So we're talking F1 with Brandon, then we're going to be talking a bit, a little bit of NFL, NFL, a little bit of NBA, because there's not much that happened there other than the trades and then predominantly football. <laughs> you are now listening to the best sports podcast in the world. Brandon, how you been, my guy? I've been good. I've been good. I've been... Eve, what have you been saying? Yeah, yeah, good, good. Uh, good busy good week, weekend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, good weekend. Relaxed this weekend, actually. Had had some sleep and fully took in some sports as well, so it's been nice. What about you, Brandon? What was your weekend saying? To be honest, it was chill. I got pub crew. I got a pub crew with my, my basketball team this week, so I'm looking forward to that. Great. Uh, there's always vi- there's always good vibes around that. <laughs> like, those pub girls get techie. I remember I went to. I still got loads of my t-shirts from those like pub girls. If do you have some of yours? Yeah, yeah. There was that freshest pub crawl. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Which was yeah. quite good, but yeah. Like what was that? Um, that one it was on the canal. That that uh, and it was kind of like a student oh, one. And, like people yeah, would go did, to I watch did. games there. Do you know what I'm talking I, about? I, I forgot what it was called. Oh. It, it's. Uh, I do remember um, what it was. I is it called like arc or something? Something. Uh, it's something. Uh, something along those lines. Because yeah. I remember there was accommodation. There was two accommodations near it. There was uh, the one that was on campus, and they and they made the new building just in front of it. Mm. And then there was the other one that was like a uni accommodation. It wasn't like yeah. United Students or nothing. Because I was meant to stay on that one, but mm. because of the. Um, the canal. My mom said it would be cold in the winter, so I didn't. I stayed where I stayed. But yeah, no, nah, that yeah, pub crawls were interesting to say the least. <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's another story for another day. But um, yeah, I got the boy Brandon on to talk a bit about uh, F one. So Brandon, did you watch the, the race start to finish, and what were your thoughts? I did watch the race start to finish. It was it was exciting. Like there was action all throughout the like the like from P one to even like. P15, P20, it was it was good. It was showed that the new the new regulations and new rules, what they have for them, like it's come off and it's actually worked. Like yeah. cars are able to chase and follow a lot easier. You'll see overtakes in places that wouldn't normally have overtakes and like cars are able to follow each other a lot easier. Like actually set. So there's good wheel-to-wheel racing, you see, with them staying fair and in, in between the lines. So like in terms of like the whole build-up and stuff, like I saw Max, like he he, he was quoted saying, "I watched a couple of episodes of Drive to Survive, but I, I I didn't watch it because like they're trying to paint this false narrative of like a rivalry yeah. and stuff." And they and they kind of did that. I don't. I mean, they kind of did it, but then they kind of eased off it because Lewis said um, he feels like Mercedes are a bit behind it this year in terms of like the quality of the car. If I know me and you discussed this briefly last week. And Ferrari, you know, everyone was like hyping them up saying, your Ferrari's looking good, Ferrari's looking good. So, like, what was your thoughts of the build-up to the race and then, like, the events of the race? In terms of the build-up to the race, 
obviously with with first thoughts you're always going to think okay mercedes are going to come out the boat strong they've done it for the past what eight years they've come up every regulation looking like the front runners and obviously with this one it's a little different because they are they are genuinely on the back foot like they don't look like they're going to be go- like they're going to be there for the first few races anyway it's like they're going to be there for the pole positions the race wins the podiums in mm. that sort of fighting for fourth fifth and sixth range uh and lewis honestly he was even he was saying like the podium was a best was actually a best case scenario like yeah. realistically they were going to be on for fifth and sixth which they, they were happy with but they got third and fourth due to red bull having really un- like a really unlucky fuel pump issue with the race itself like obviously like i said before very good wheel to wheel racing, especially the battle for P1 between Charles and Max. Like, oh. it was really good. It was really intense. Like, you could see, like, it was really, they were really going for it. And, like, the cars were able to chase each other really well. Like, Ferrari, even at winter testing, they looked like they were going to be their front runners. Red Bull have always looked good. They're, they've always been able to build the right chassis. They look like they've also got the engine to match it this year. So all in all, we're set for a very interesting season where you really, in terms of qualifying and race pace, you really can't tell where everyone's gonna end up. Mm. Like if you was in and out of the race, like what did you what were your thoughts of the race? I only really got to to watch the last lap, really. And that and it was intense where, though. <laughs> and that's where it kind of kicked in in, in yeah. a way. Um yeah, I was happy that Charles Leclerc got the pole position at the start. But yeah, they said this sort of um, back and forth from uh, Verstappen and Leclerc throughout the race was quite exciting. So I need to watch it back and see the highlights. But like Brandon said, I think this year you really don't know what the standings are really going to be like. Um, The the cars are really up up for competition. All of these uh, cars are, as you can see. And also... With Red Bull having their issue as well this uh, this weekend, we we don't know what's going to happen. We really don't. So it's it's very exciting times, man. By the way, Ferrari's cherry red. Oh, that just looks beautiful, man. Honestly, I, it's I a was, beautiful. I was in awe of it. Yeah, touching on what Ethan was saying, like there was a few laps where. Max takes the lead, Leclerc takes the lead. But Max, like, they, like every turn, it was like one guy's taking yeah. the lead back and forth, back and forth. So it was kind of like what you were saying earlier, Brandon, in terms of like the new rules and stuff. So what was the actual issue with like Red Bull? Because I was watching the race. Sergio Perez was ahead of Lewis. And then he took turn two. I think it was like one of like uh, maybe the last, last 10 laps. Uh, yeah. I can't remember. Turn two, his car just stopped. And yeah, I'm like, what so, the fuck? Like, I looked up and the, and the commentator was like, oh, my God! Like, you know, just being like... Because <laughs> <laughs> I was on my phone, so I rewinded it. I was like, wait, what yeah. happened? That happened. I was like, what What the... His car just... What, what are we doing? And then um, and then the yellow flag thing came up, and then the safety car, and, and then Max's car as well. His car, just like, the engine went off. But also, before we before we go into that, Pierre Gasly's car caught fire, bruv. Like, yeah, I'm, so- I'm happy he was okay, but fuck, you know. So obviously Red Bull, like it's a Red Bull, well, their engine is Honda, but it's technically now named as Red Bull Powertrains because they are technically making it themselves just with Honda's like kind of assistance, right? Yeah. So with, so Red Bull tweeted out like not so long after the race or at some point during after both cars had cut out and left, they tweeted out that the, the, the suspected issue was a fuel pump issue. 
Now, apparently, I guess that should give most of the other teams a slight cause for concern because apparently the fuel pump, I guess, is the only thing within the engines that stays even no matter what team you are because that part is issued to every team or every engine provider by the FIA. So obviously, if it's happened to two cars, then you're thinking, oh, no, yeah. you know, could the, everyone, every other manufacturer is thinking, oh, yeah, could this happen to us? Like, yeah. could be in the Pierre Gasly's car. I'm not sure. Maybe his was just a, like a suspected engine issue because like he was going fine and the engine just kind of stopped, caught a light, probably the car got too hot, like the car got too hot for the engine. I guess all those things kind of come together, come alight. And then with Perez's car, same, but Max had already had issues from his pit stop. I think when they dropped the car, they dropped it a little funny and like dented or damaged one of the steering rods. So his steering was funny. When he was asking the car to steer, it wasn't steering or take a while, then it starts steering. So obviously you're having steering issues in a Formula One car where you already needed like a tremendous amount of strength just yeah. to turn it. That just adds a whole lot of extra issue to it. What going for my guy Lando, man? What, what happened with McLaren, him and, and Daniel Rick? What, what's going on over there? At Barcelona testing, they looked they looked to be strong, they looked to be front runners. But Bahrain testing, they just had issues upon issues. Then Danny Rick got COVID, so that didn't help because he didn't oh. get running a Bahrain testing. And then he didn't get to run that much in FP1, 2 and 3 because there was like a leakage and fluid issue. So he didn't actually get to use the car. And so obviously when you put all of these in, he, he really had zero experience in the car. So he's kind of just hopping into this car, basically on a second time, car's still very new to him. He doesn't know what he's doing. Or he didn't understand what to do. So he, I think he- Is he still saying that? Is he still saying the car's new to me? Because I watched episode two of uh, Drive to Survive uh, yesterday before the race. And, yeah. th- and the whole episode was basically honed in on him saying that, Oh yeah, like you know, I'm still new to the car and stuff. And it kind of seems like there's a bit of a tension between um him and Lando. Eve, did you clock onto that? Yeah, yeah, it was it was a bit yeah. A bit awkward, isn't it? Yeah, it was really awkward because they got it, they got them sat in uh in like a meeting where yeah. uh Lando said he didn't feel sorry for, for how he started that uh, McLaren. Uh, apparently so um apparently Lando actually has issues with I guess that kind of episode. Because they're like, oh, they kind of painted something that didn't actually happen. Because apparently, like, I think at one point they say Danny, like Danny pushed Norris wide when he was like, that's from a totally different race. This didn't happen in the race they're saying it happened in. Yeah. So that goes back to the point where you were saying, like, a lot of the drivers, they're not happy with the what Drive to Survive is doing, like pushing a false narrative. Because, like, if you go and watch some of these McLaren Arnold like videos, like, you can see that. Daniel and Lando, they get along pretty well. I I imagine it's easy to get along with Daniel anyways, but like these two are arguably like kind of the most, I guess, kind-hearted and like most, I guess, happy-go-lucky, you could say, drivers on the grid. Like Lando is known to be just kind of that fun kid on the grid and Danny Rick is just known to be forever smiling. And so you don't really get to that point where you think, oh, so, so, and so. Like they kind of point this, they kind of paint this false issue like they don't like each other. When realistically, from what we've been told and seen, they're actually pretty cool with each other. They both understand what they're doing and how they're working for the team. And there's no really sense of a rivalry between them, between them. So it's very touch and go. So I can see yeah. where you're getting that from. But yeah, at the same time, like he joined a team just before there was a whole new car. 
So obviously, by the time he's gotten used, he had gotten used to this 2021 McLaren. Boom! There's now the 2022 McLaren, and it's vastly different to what he's just gotten used to. Mm. So obviously, I think every driver is going to need a little bit to settle in, maybe adjust the car to the way they want it, set up changes. Like maybe they'll want this much of front end, rear end, so on and so forth. So, but see. <clears throat> This is what my problem is with like a lot of the media, Eve. I think you feel the same way, whereas they tried to push these narratives. Because have had Brandon not had said that, I would have continued thinking, mm. yo, these are don't like one another. And I'm a big Lando Norris guy, so I want the best for him. So, yeah. like, yeah. But they've got to be careful with these type of things. You get what I'm saying? Because if, yeah, if, but, if, but, if they keep on doing this, yeah, like people might just like stop like going on the show yeah. because you, the world champion is not going on this yeah. current season. Like he's the actual world champion. Like he should be on the show, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, so, sometimes you've got to take their words as well. So some of the stuff that Lando Norris was kind of coming out with, it was like, well, we're 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 against each other in 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 terms of going forward. I I want to be the main guy. You kind of have to have that mindset if you're an F1 driver. Yeah. It, it although there's teams involved, I feel like you have to be selfish in, in ways in F1. So I, I don't I don't know whether they create a narrative. It's exciting to watch, but also some of these drivers do come out with some of some of these outlandish type of stuff. Like uh, I don't really care. Yeah. It's not me. It's not me in that situation. So I don't know about this whole writing narrative. They they, they have a saying. Some mm. some stuff that they say. In terms of like the perform the dominant performance, like Ferrari, again, it's only race one out of how many races? 29 or whatever. But like they they 23, but they look strong, man. They look strong. Yeah, and everyone look. and all, all the internet chitter chatter was saying, like, yo, they're the ones this year. But before we before you continue to that, Haas came fifth. They've yeah. been the laughing stock. I've been watching Formula One the past two seasons. They've been a laughing yeah. stock, and for them to get P5, that's that's impressive, no? But at the same time, that's what they were, I guess before 2020 and 2021, that's what they were capable of. Like, if you go to 2018, they finished fifth in the constructors. Like, they were constantly putting that car, like, fifth and sixth in front of, like, behind the Red Bulls and the Ferraris. It normally go, okay, there's a Mercedes and the Red Bull, there's a Ferrari, and there'd be a cheeky pass in that fifth, sixth slot. Like, they were finishing in really strong, really high positions to put that car. Like, they were that's like on a rare occasion they'd be contending for that potential podium like k-mag has a podium grosjean had a podium it was more or less it kind of just got unlocked so were they like was it kind of like the nba they were tanking these past couple years just yeah and and also i'm touching on that why can't teams like develop a car the same year they drive it like why does it have to take a car i I just don't understand that me personally because we're hearing that with ferrari as well they tanked the last couple years to be good now like why can't you be good now and develop your car at the same time like red bull seem to be doing it mercedes seem to be doing it and so yeah so with it because obviously when you win in like your constructors there's a whole lot that goes on beyond behind the scenes because obviously there's the wind tunnel and stuff and Certain teams, they get allocated a set amount of time in the wind tunnel to develop their car. You see, the lower you are, the more you want, the more time you're allocated so you can bring your car to match the car above you. Okay. The higher you are, the less time you'll get because they'll, they'll assume, okay, you guys are good enough. You don't really need that much time compared to our now. For example, say Mercedes, they obviously won't need as much time in the wind tunnel to develop their like a superstar car compared to like Williams, who will need a lot more time to develop it to just bring it up to compete for points in the midfield. 
so obviously then they get like there's also the budget cap so you can't spend like loads of money developing one car and then spend that same loads of money developing another car or break rules you'll get penalties you might even get like punishments and, like maybe some of your budget cap deducted from you there's a whole lot behind the scenes like it's like all certain rules that go towards development because i believe in 2020 and 2021 due to COVID regulations you weren't allowed to have so many people in so they get something called development tokens where they were allowed to allocate a certain amount and like those development tokens get taken away from you because i believe that's what mclaren had to do because obviously they switched from renault to mercedes engines in 2020 to 2021 and onwards so they had to use some of their development tokens to say hey we want to change the chassis a little bit to kind of adopt this Mercedes engine. And they're like, mm. okay, we'll take however many development tokens away from you and let you do this change in development. So, so it's really like the NBA then. It's like the, the lower you you bloody, you do, yeah, the, the more, more time you get. I'll use Mercedes as an example and Red Bull. So with Mercedes and Red Bull, I believe Mercedes, I think up until Austria or at some point, they were like, okay, this 2021 car, we're going to say it's as good as it's going to get. We're going to leave it here. We're going to start working on the 2022 car. For example, with Haas, they were like, okay, we're not going to de develop this 2021 car at all, or we're going to do the bare minimum. And we're just going to put all of it into the 2022 car. And clearly it's got them back into a place where they compete for like that strong midfield points. So right, it's more cool. like that's what they're allowed to do under deciding use rules and regulations. So the next race is where? Next week? Where? where? I mean, uh, this week. This week. Where is it? It's at Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Basically, one. it's one of the... It's come to be known as one of the fastest tracks on the circuit. Yeah, it was where that. there was the whole dilemma where Max supposedly brake-checked Lewis. So uh, Jeddah, new track, really narrow. It, I think a lot of people's opinions on Max Verstappen changed there. And then Abu Dhabi happened and it didn't help as well. But yeah. I think a lot of people started looking at Max Verstappen differently after and during Jeddah. All right, cool. Appreciate you coming on, my bro. No problem. I'm going to you. You are now listening to our league podcast, Made in London, distributed all over the world. Uh, our favourite guest on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Do you know what? Can I say one thing before go we go? <laughs> I was, me and Pep were going through all your podcasts earlier, right? And um, we went to like, the well, I think it was your second one. And did, uh, then I forgot that you told my story about the 160 pound <laughs> mill. <laughs> so I was telling Peps, I'd never told him. And um, Peps was going, "What? Why Why did you pay for the mill anyway? I went, it was a first date. And he went, I'm not paying for a first date when I go out with girl. I said, what? He went, I don't know. Well, he's, he's, going no. Halves. he's going halves. He's going halves. And he's going to oh, tell oh, them that oh, before he meets oh. them. Like I said, that's why this Ethan, that's why this boy is 27 and he's never had a girlfriend. <laughs> he's adamant. But he's come, you paid 80 pounds a head, the mill comes to 159 pounds, right? 160 pounds of me. And he was going, uh, he was going, but you paid 80 pounds for a, a, on a first date. I said, but that's what you're meant to do, right? He couldn't get his head round it. Couldn't get his head round it. Uh... Anyway. Perps is a legend. Is he still going on a cycling trip? Yeah, it's getting put back and back. With um, so he was going round. Do you remember what he's done before? It was called My Daughter Singapore. Yeah, yeah. So he was going from St Albans from his house, Ethan, or obviously done, or to Singapore without cycling. getting one cycling. cycling. Sorry, sorry, without getting one flight, 
Nah, he oh, was just okay. getting a boat from uh, Southampton or wherever over to Holland, and then he was gonna he was gonna cycle all the way, planned his route out. But a lot of the borders are still not open, and they're not gonna be open due to COVID and stuff like that. And obviously, what's going on now? I don't know if he goes through that way, but it's just affecting Europe. So he's doing America. He's doing all through South America. Oh, he's gonna do America, yeah. Yeah, but not till June. But he's doing Colombia, Mexico, like the most dangerous places in the world. He went up with his head chopped off somewhere, I suppose. <laughs> just a Caucasian guy riding a bike, no yeah. problems there. You know what I mean? Like it just, it just makes no sense. Oh god! And he's the most middle class man in the world. Like he's so yes. naive about anything. So. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> anyway, go on, mate. But yeah, now how 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 you been though? How how how's the family? How's everyone? Yeah, good. Yeah, a little bit of a thing. Saturday, it was our, my stepson's birthday. And Sarah, well, it was his birthday during the week. It was his party party on Saturday. Party, like I'm talking about Thomas' party. <laughs> it was his party on uh, Saturday. And Sarah woke up, didn't feel well, and she's got COVID. So oh, she couldn't God. go to the party. She was absolutely devastated. Um, but then she had a job interview as well today. And she had to do it via, like, virtually, which she thought she'd completely and utterly messed up. Yeah, but literally, you know, I said to you on the phone, didn't I? Did I say to you, Ed, that she thinks she's messed it up and it yeah. didn't go well? And then I got home, and as I got home, the phone rang, and they because it's a two day thing, so you find out if they call you back, and yeah. they've called her back for tomorrow. So, oh, perfect, she's over the moon, yeah. So, three people out of seven get called back, and she was one of them. Oh, perfect. So, yeah, like the Champions League last week, Real Madrid, oh no, um, Man United nil, Atletico Madrid one, like. Just looking from United this season, like I had high expectations for them. I thought they got Ronaldo, they've got a solid squad. They should have strengthened the midfield, which I think like at the start of the season was hurting them now. But Fred suddenly looking like a superstar. Like what, what have you made of them this season, Anne? Yeah, it's exactly the same as you. Like, do you remember when they started, um, they smashed Leeds, didn't they, right at the start? And, yeah. and Pogba got, I think they beat him maybe six, something like that. And Pogba got four assists. Four assists, yeah, 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 yeah. And I thought, this is his time now. Although, you know, it's always, there's always a pattern of people going into the last year of their contract when they, they start contract, performing. Contract, yeah, yeah. Um, and, but, you know, and I thought, yeah. And then Ronaldo, you just, all the stars seem to align, didn't they? Yeah. For yeah. United. But then it's just, I think, I know it's been said a lot, but the, there's something rotten, like, it, it, it's, it's sort of core in, in that club, you know. The whole, Listen, Rashford's been in Dubai. You know, he can't, he's been dreadful. He went to Dubai at the weekend to watch the boxing. Someone should have turned around and said to him, Listen, mate, you can't go out there. You, you like what's yeah, been happening? Yeah. You need to just stay back. Alex Ferguson want to let him go out there. No way. I know, I know players, it's different now, social media, wherever you go. If he went to a restaurant, it'd have been filmed and someone said, Look at him going to a restaurant like in Manchester. Yeah. But yeah. you got to read the room. You know what I mean? He, he needs to. It's just there's a problem behind the scenes. I don't think I've got any respect for the manager. And it seems it's all imploded, doesn't it? It's I mean, Athletic Madrid are a hard side to play against anyway. We, we know that. But I, I thought, I fancied United. I thought they might have gone quite deep in that competition, just with Ronaldo. You know, he rises to that occasion, don't he? What about you, um, Eve? What did you, what did you make of that game? I wasn't really surprised. I think the first league they played quite poor and got a result. Alanga saved them. But this result felt like they got the goal, Atletico, and they they're very structured when they go yeah. go ahead in games and they they can defend that. So, yeah, United United have been poor this season. We've we've spoken every episode this season. Yeah. I feel yeah. like yeah. Uh, just slating them. So, 
I'm going to give them a rest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lil one, Chelsea two. If you're a Chelsea fan in the in, in the room, what, what did you make of the game? I don't, I don't feel like we played well in this game. Um, yeah. First 20 minutes, we were under the cosh a bit. Lille were pressing quite well. And then they, they got their penalty, uh, which was a bit harsh, but is it, they gave they give it now, uh, those hand, handball decisions. Yeah. Um, and then... And then we got our goal just before half time, which was perfect. And then after that, second half, we were pretty comfortable. And yeah, happy that we're through to the next round. But we play Madrid, who who've won this competition the most time. So we'll we'll see. But after last year's uh, performance, I'm quite confident in a way. Yeah. So there was a mix up. So you lot are playing Madrid. Who are Liverpool playing? They're playing Benfica. Is it? Is that yeah, correct? they're playing Benfica. Yeah. And who's yeah. Atletico Madrid playing? They're playing. Is it uh, Villarreal? They play City. They oh, play City. City. I've, I've I've enjoyed the uh, the Champions League this year. Some years yeah. I'm just waiting till like the semi finals and stuff like that. Yeah, but I've enjoyed yeah. it this year. What about you? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, we, we've got the three best sides in it, haven't we? I, I think you know, the, like the the three English sides. Yeah, I mean, what what is the What's the semi-final? Is it City-Chelsea? Or City-Liverpool? Um, I, I don't know. I'm not too sure at the moment. Because they've drawn that, haven't they? I can't remember who it is. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, if the draw allows it, I'm sure we'll have... I'm sure, And it will do. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll have... I'm sure there'll be two English sides. We're yeah, so yeah. strong. The English sides are so strong. And Chelsea, I mean, <laughs> just going for the whole thing of Chelsea, they, they've been... Obviously, what's happened with Abramovich and stuff, you've had quite nice fixtures, haven't you, since then? Yeah. Which yeah, has helped because yeah. you're digging results out and you're just building your confidence back up again because it obviously must have knocked them. Mm. But then being in, going to Lille, quite a nice position from the first leg. And then I know we'll probably talk about Premier League in a bit. But it's been nice. You've just worked your way. You're working your way back to your yeah, best because it's been there must have been a load of commotion around the club, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been, yeah, it's been mental at the moment. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, but you're doing well. You're still picking out results. You can't ask for yeah, much problem. That's no, it. You're, only, that's you're still it. winning. You're not even drawing. You're still winning. Mm. Games. Yeah. Wolves two, Leeds three. Oh. Let's talk about the Premier League now. <laughs> what was Morris like when you saw him? Do you know what? I've been giving him so much the last few weeks about him going down. Because I said I was adamant start of the season they go down. Well, I, I, I was doing it to wind him up. But I, a little part of me thought Sheffield United. Sheffield United come seventh or eighth, whatever they did. People yeah. worked them out. Next season, they're in big trouble. And I kept saying it about Leeds, you'll get worked out, you'll get worked out. I don't even think it was a case of people working them out. It was just a case of they couldn't change from what they were doing. No. Or uh, Bielsa wouldn't change. Mm. It, it couldn't carry on like... Central defenders following the centre, uh, the centre forward. Yeah. Back to his own half, like just mad things. Back to his own half. They, and he, well, I mean, he was absolutely buzzing this morning. I mean, I don't know whether they got the right result if they'd have stayed to eleven men if they'd have got the man sent off. But I suppose you don't really care when things like that happen. They, they desperate for three points and they got it. Proper. Uh, the only downside of that game is Bamford got injured. Isn't yeah. It? That's the only uh, downside of it. I feel so sorry for that kid, man. Because I like him. I think he's a good player. I think he's, he's, a, a, good he's, player. he's a decent player. Um, yeah. Just, yeah. But but it, it shows the stubbornness in the manager because, like, even Morris was saying at the beginning of the year, like, he has his way of doing things and he doesn't yeah. change, he doesn't adapt. Same with the style of play. Same with, like, I said to Morris, okay, you lot did well, but people are going to find you out. Yeah. And you got to remember, like, Everyone in the Premier League, everyone strengthens every year. You lot have basically got the same squad with a shambles of a defence. Lorente was meant to be your main man. He's always injured. And then Bamford, as much as he's good, and the other guy's name, like, 
those ain't 20 a goal season strikers. You know what I mean? You need to get someone else to be the the person. I think Daniel James at the beginning did a good job for him and stuff like that. It hasn't helped that Calvin Phillips has been injured as well. Yeah, he's well. been a big loss. He's been a massive loss. But I try trying to play Daniel James as a centre forward. Now I get that sometimes if you're away from home here on the counter attack because he's so quick, but you can't play anything into him. You plan stuff into him, whereas Bamford is great at holding the ball off, bringing other people into it. James can't do that. He's smaller than me. Do you know what I mean? He can't. Yeah. So, I mean, part of me, I, I, part of me wants them to get out of it because they're just they're a good side. They're nice to watch. They're always involved in good games. But I don't know who I want to go down to. But there's no one I want to go down. But I don't know. Who do you think is going to go? Yeah, for, for me, definitely, I think, definitely Norwich. Yeah, Norwich, Norwich, and Gold, Norwich yeah. Burnley, and I think Burnley will go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I reckon, I reckon that they'll they'll have they've had this um consistent run where they've been up and down. They've get results yeah. here and there. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think it's not enough. I feel like they're ready to go back down to the championship. And then I would say Watford are the, are the other you think team. What, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Everton a massive result the other night, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Oh. definitely. But they're up and down, though. They're up and down, though. Yeah. They're, they're, they need a consistent run of, like, win, yeah. win, win, win. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah but if, they're, if they're put... safe. They're safe now. Who, Everton? What, after yeah. that win? Yeah, I think, think so. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you just need... If you're down there, you need three wins. If you put three wins together, two, even maybe even two wins on the bounce, yeah. you're away. You're away from it, you know? Um, I mean, I don't know how that would affect confidence-wise the, the Crystal Palace game yesterday. Because they got battered. They got yeah, absolutely they, <laughs> they started really well. And then once the first goal went in, they were gone. Yeah. Um, Which is quite scary. Aston Villa nil, Arsenal won. Saka again. I, I, like, this guy is Arsenal's saviour, honestly. How he didn't win young player? I mean, we've spoken about it briefly. You know what is? He had a torrid summer due to the, um, the Euros. And he's just come back like... You know what? I'm gonna like make this event yeah. like like it's not gonna be the defining nah. moment of me. I'm gonna like come through the adversity. And I'm gonna be a better play for, player yeah. for it. And he seems to have thrived there. Yeah. He seems yes. to have thrived from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, is I feel like he like maybe the whole team and the culture and like the fan base feels like he's the one. He's the guy. He's the next one that's gonna be our guy to push us through. And and some guys tend to shrivel underneath that pressure. With him, he's like blossomed and yes, and I kind yes, of feel yes. like I kind of feel like the fact that it's a young core of like oh, our yeah. our players and they've all like banded with him and stuff because like you, you see it when they do the celebrations they're all doing the celebrations like they they seem like they're mates you know yes 100 percent and and what you said last time in terms of like liking Arsenal I think everyone likes Arsenal at the moment yeah. even if you're not an Arsenal fan I think you're enjoying the fact that yeah. Arsenal were like doing good I text my brother-in-law today, actually, um, who's got a season ticket, and I said, do you know anyone who can get uh, away tickets? Because it's Pepsi's birthday on the 4th of April, and it's, it's, we've got Palace away. Do you know anyone who can get away tickets at the moment? And he said, mate, everyone wants to go at the minute. Everyone. You could have got them last year. You could have got them easy, got away tickets. Everyone wants to go. I mean, I don't, I've watched the... Um, I know Ashley Young's going to go at us for celebrating like we've won the league, but they. Uh, I've watched the celebrations about five times on YouTube, but because it just... We haven't been like this for years. It's easy for someone else to say, "Look at them," but we haven't we haven't seen this for years since Wenger, like the unbeaten side, where they're properly a team. Everyone's fighting for each other. Every player threw their shirt into the crowd. There's a connection with the crowd now. Yeah, yeah. And, and Saka, like you say, the, the biggest criticism I think I might have texted you during a couple of games is his final pass and his final decision making. 
I think this, don't get me wrong, he's not perfect now, but, you know, all the time. He's still making the wrong decisions sometimes, but more often than not, he's making the right, he's making the right passes now. He's got more confidence to go past people, whereas before he'd get it and just lay it to, back to the right back and just build again. Now he's going past people, picking people out in the middle. So it's, you know, the kid, he's still a proper kid. He's 20, you know, he's only 20. And like you say, what he was went through last year, but in a way, it, it's, it's probably made him a man, you know. Yeah, he saw yeah. all the support that he got, let's start, you know, missing the penalty. He wasn't just missing the penalty, it was all the shit he got after the racist stuff. You know, that's, that's made him a man now. And, and in a, it's horrible to say it because it was horrible, but it might have done him a favour. It's sort of, do you know what I mean? I don't know if that makes sense, but... Yeah, thoroughly enjoying this Arsenal spell at the yeah. moment. But <laughs> like I say to everyone that sees me, and, you know, obviously because we've got the podcast now, people are messaging me stuff. I always say to people, let's take it game by game. game. Yeah, let's yeah. not get ahead of ourselves because we, we've been here before with Arsenal yeah. and, it's, and it's gone bad. Yeah, but it has, though, like, you know, like... So let's just nah, take you, it game by game. Yeah, I think you guys are playing it down. I feel like you're <laughs> we have the, to. We have to. Nah, I know you guys need to stop this because you, <laughs> you guys have been the most consistent out of those teams like West Ham, United, Spurs. I feel like they, these guys can't catch you at this moment in time. I feel have, like you seen, a, have you seen the run-ins? Proper, have you yeah, seen the, the run-ins run don't help you guys <laughs> in a way. But I feel like that the. Like you've just said, the core pack, you guys feel like a team at the at yeah, this yeah, point. Yeah. I don't feel like the others are a team, other than West Ham. But that's yeah, it's it. a good point. It's a good point. But West Ham, they're going deep in that competition, aren't they? Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's Thursday, it. Sunday, Thursday, Sunday. Yeah. So that affects you. Tottenham 3, West Ham 1. What did you did, did any of you like watch the highlights of this game or like watch this game? And I know you're two, your two boys uh first. <laughs> Yeah, they was at their dad's. The minute I, I do this all the time, I shouldn't have. I should have watched it because I was coming on this. But the minute they go one nil up, I have to turn it off. I can't see them winning. <laughs> I know that's so childish, but I don't want to see them winning and celebrating. So I turned it off and I just kept looking at my phone. So Eve, you better take this one. <laughs> to be fair, I did. I didn't watch it. I feel like yeah. I watched the Nottingham Forest game at this time. Oh, yeah. I watched the Nottingham Forest Liverpool, uh, but I did see the goals and. Yeah, they they were good good goals from Son, but the Zuma goal was yeah, it was a stupid stupid goal to concede. But yeah, West like you just said, West Ham are. I feel like their their priority at the moment is Europa League. Yeah. Like they they they're hoping to possibly win or possibly yeah. get Barcelona in the next round and possibly yes. have a day out. Really, yeah. Do you know what will be good? I was talking in work about this the other day. The final was in Seville and. Rangers are going well. Imagine Rangers get West Ham in Seville, like just yeah. over the road in Spain. All them fans go, there will be absolute yeah. carnage out there, man. Perfect. And that would be a great final. Uh, let's let's talk a bit about the FA Cup now. Middlesbrough nil, Chelsea 2. This was a good game. I, I, I enjoyed watching this game. I very much enjoyed Isaiah Jones. Is that That's his name, uh, Ethan? Yeah. yeah, that's his I, name, yeah. I thought he played good. You said he came from non-league, innit? Yeah, he came from Tutin, I think, yeah. Tutin. Yeah, he's a he's a proper player, proper winger in a way. He takes on he takes on his defender. He just attacks and attacks. And yeah, he, he's I feel I feel like he could be a Premier League player. Give him two oh. or three seasons. I think I didn't see it. Well, I've never heard of him. What what has he just recently signed or? Uh, he's been well. He he, he started. Um, I think he started in like November in Middlesbrough, where he was on and off at the bench, but. Um, Chris Wilder's come in and tried yeah, to yeah. get get the best out of him, and I feel like he has. Yeah, Balogun, like 
from the game I watched, he was like somewhat non-existent. But you know what is it? this this team? Like they were playing like good football, but they were putting crosses in, and he was like having to like sprint his life off trying to get yeah. the, get into the box. And and you gotta remember he's not the biggest guy as well, and he's playing against like physical like centre back. I never understand when teams do that. I think they should have played more through the lines and stuff. But yeah, I was yeah. I was impressed with Middlesbrough. Um, Lukaku scored the first goal, is that right? Yeah, it? And yeah, then yeah, he did. Ziyech scored an absolute yeah. screamer. But you said the goalie should have saved it slightly. He should have. Yeah, I feel I feel like when when you see him come come out and he's got that space, you you should kind of know he's gonna take the shot on. Yeah. I don't feel I don't feel like the goalkeeper really set himself, but yeah, it was a good strike nonetheless. Um, and yeah, I felt like we were comfortable in the game. Like you said, I feel like they didn't play to their strengths of the strikers like uh, Balogun and. Uh, Connolly from Brighton, but oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't feel like Middlesbrough played too bad. I feel like they they could be in a in in contention for playoffs um, in the Championship this season. So yeah. they got a nice stadium. Yeah, but it's, it's just I feel like if you're around that area, you you're probably following Sunderland or Newcastle, aren't you? Yeah, really? yeah, yes, yeah. good point. Uh, Crystal Palace four, Everton nil. What's what's um. The defender that you so, you lot sold to Palace, what's his name? How do, how do I pronounce it? Uh, Mark Gahey. He got a call up, didn't he? he yeah, he's in the squad, yeah. He got a call up. And you said it early on, to be fair. We spoke about the, I think it was the under-17s England squad yeah. that won the World Cup. And I said I could see maybe like two or three of these guys playing in the actual men's. And you said, no, nah, Gahey could probably get a call up. And I wasn't really paying attention to him and stuff, but fair plays to him. He's um, like, He got the call up. And yeah. Vieira, he's actually like... He's probably been like the first manager to actually implement an attractive style of football with yeah. Crystal Palace Football Club, and he's got them playing. Do you think partly it's because they respect him? Yeah, yeah, defo, defo, they respect him, and also I feel like if you've got a young group of players that are playing this type of expansive type of football, I feel like you you just you're just having fun, really. I feel like that that's what they're doing at the moment, and. Yeah, I think any fa- fan of Crystal Palace is loving it at the moment. And going into the semi-final against Chelsea, I feel like they have a proper chance. Yeah, I mean, you know, I talked about a semi-final. So Gallagher can't play. No, he can't play. Oh, man, that is so sad, isn't it? I know. Because <laughs> he, he is, this kid is phenomenal, man. Yeah, I thought, I thought, I thought Gilmore was ahead of him. I bet he, he, I think he's way ahead of Gilmore. Now. Yeah, 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 hundred percent, hundred percent. He is a great, great player. Is he in the England squad? Yeah. yeah, he is. Yeah, it won't be long that because he is just box to box. And he, um, who did they play? City, wasn't it? City, the nil nil the other week. It was, it was like the 94th minute. He made this lung bursting run forward, like he's just non stop energy. Mm-hmm. Good, good player. I tell you, is, is it just a year alone? Yeah, just a year. But yeah. I, I reckon Palace try and try and buy him 100%. Uh, didn't buy him, try to anyway. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> 100% because he's guaranteed first team football there. And yeah, it's London as it. well, so it's just... and, and the and the World Cup is round the corner as well. If he yeah. comes back to Chelsea, he's not. I he's don't not feel there. like it was given time. So yeah. let's see. Southampton one, Man City four. To be fair, I didn't watch this game. I watched like a bit of the highlights here and there, but yeah, City like, I I, I mean they played a strong squad in this uh, this competition, but I kind of felt like if I'm them, I'm trying to rest my guys and just focus on the Prem because the Prem is heating up now. Like you know they. That nil nil was a slip up for them, innit? And and Liverpool, yeah. Liverpool are starting to like really, really, really like 
not to say catch form because they've they've not been slacking by any means, but like I think the addition of Luis Diaz has really made them like a, a squad yeah. to be fearful, isn't it? Because they've got so many options now. He is just it's just seamless, isn't it? Harry's coming. It's like yeah. he's been a, it's like he's been a Liverpool player for five years. Just seamless. Yeah. I think he looked very very good. He looked good in the cup final uh, against Chelsea. He looked good against us. Good player, and it's you know well, we was talking to Michael about it earlier that Jota. Uh, Mane and Salah. I think I don't. You correct me if I'm wrong. I think the three of them were thirty million each, around yeah. that mark. Maybe yeah. one of them thirty-five million. I mean, that is good business, isn't it? That is such good business. Now, I mean, Salah's probably the best player in the world. You got Mane that's not far behind him, and now Jota is—he's one of these. You you find someone. We had it when we won the league, or when we yeah we won the league. We had, remember Christopher Ray? Do you remember Christopher Ray? Ed, we had a kid called Christopher Ray. We bought from nowhere. And just someone who just finds goal, like you win one nil, and he was he kept scoring like the odd goal, like just bundling things in and things like that. I know Jota's scoring good goals, but sometimes in the running, some you always get one person that will just sort of start thriving and, and scoring for you. He done it again on Sunday, and he's a good player, Jota. And they've got their squad is now looking phenomenal. Who do you think's been the better signing, Luis Diaz or um, Kulusevski for for Spurs? I feel like this is difficult because both of them have uh, been they've been brilliant. They've yep. they've started well. I feel like Kulusevski's probably contributed more to goals and assists than uh, probably Diaz. But yeah, Diaz is just I think he's quite rare in the in the way that he's quite raw as well. I still feel like he's got a lot of moulding to be done, but I still feel like Liverpool probably got the better deal in that sense. But I feel like Liverpool, comparing Liverpool to Tottenham, um, they're, they're miles off. They're miles off it. I think Spurs. Like. I enjoy watching Diaz play football. Like yeah. it's just free yeah. flowing, and it's like, like you're saying, just having fun with the guys, just turning mm. up like it's Sunday yeah. league or whatever. And they've got so much options; it's actually ridiculous. Um, yeah. Not to keep you too long, Ant. Does, do, you think, do you think? Do um, you think? Walker gets his flowers of like actually being. Like a like a really really good Premier League football player because I I remember when we bought him I was like really really young and his number was thirty two and he was coming into a squad with a lot of guys who were proven like Premier League legends and stuff and for a few years he was our talisman and he was the guy was. we were we was leaning on and I remember when everyone wanted him to sign the contract and then like yeah. expectations of stuff like that like do you think he gets the respect he deserves? Probably not because he. <laughs> Probably not because he didn't take us to that, that other level where he'd been winning leagues and then it, it people wanted it just to continue and he was going to be the next Henri and then he wore number 14 and, and everything. But it, I, 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 I liked him. I really liked him. And I thought that when we did sell him, it was going to be one of them. It might come back to haunt us. It, it hasn't really. Yeah. But, you know, I, I don't know whether they're going to the World Cup at six. Do you remember when he had the 16? How old was he then? Was he just young? Yeah, I, I, I was young, but I remember it. I remember it. I mean, that was just madness, really. I mean, that really was madness. He, he I don't I think he only scored three or four goals for Southampton or something stupid. And and he looked good. Don't get me wrong. He looked potential was unbelievable, but so was Oxlade Chamberlain. And look what we did to him. Is it us? Did we did we ruin him? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> From my perspective, I've been a, I've been really harsh over with Phil Walcott over the years, just because like you wanted him to kick on and stuff you like expect that. more yeah yeah i, I kind of think and maybe it's just, just me being superstitious or whatever 
I don't think another player should wear number 14 for Arsenal again. I <laughs> yeah, really don't yeah, think yeah. that because it's just something about it. Like they 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 will never like kick on and, and fulfill that number. But yeah. there was there was a few years where he was unplayable. Do you remember the, the Tottenham game? He scored and then he went off and then he did the um, yeah. oh yes, yes. The two ones. But he was on the stretcher. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was out for like another 12 months. But um do, do you think he should have been playing striker all those years when he was saying, I want to play striker, I want to play striker, and, and Wenger was assisting him in the wing? Yeah, there was times where he got his wish at times, didn't he? There was He, he had a little run up front, and he, he, he never really produced. I mean, I suppose if Sanchez was around and stuff, but I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think he fulfilled his potential. I mean, no, we can definitely say that. He, but I, I did like him. He was... Listen, if he'd have come in, if he'd have come through the academy at Arsenal and just been a normal, he would have been down as a good player. But because we bought him and all the hype around it, you expected more, I think. And because he didn't live up to that expectation, he will always, I don't know if he's seen as a failure. That's probably too big a word, but maybe he just didn't reach the heights that people thought he would. What's your thoughts, Eve? Yeah, I, I, I like Theo Walker. I remember when he came out at Southampton. I think he scored the, in the FA Cup against Plymouth some. It was a really good goal on that he, he was by the byline. He took a load of players on. And I think that was the game where Arsenal decided to uh, buy him. Uh, but yeah, like you said, I feel like the pressure came with with the signing. Um, I feel like they were trying to mould him into Thierry yeah. Henry. He was never going to be that. Um, yeah. And it was difficult. It was difficult for him. Barcelona 4, Real Madrid nil. Did you watch this game? Then did you watch the entirety of the game, or was you in and out of it? And uh, what what was your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I watched it. I watched it throughout. Um, yeah, brilliant game. Um, and and I think we spoke beforehand. We said um, you you thought Barca kind of had their mojo back in a way. Yeah. Um, and and Aubameyang's got his little run of form, and 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 they they were playing good in Europe now. So. Um, the Real Madrid, the El Clasico was was going to be a good game. So so when I started watching it, you could tell from the get go, Barca were up for the game. Madrid were just sliced open every yeah. every attack. Um, they just couldn't deal with the pace up front with Dembele, Aubameyang, and Ferran um, Torres. Um, so yeah, it was a good game. But yeah, Real Madrid need to sort themselves out if they really want to be be competing in the Champions League and the La Liga well La Liga's a given I feel like they've won that but yeah yeah they, they need to step up their game a bit is 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 Javi Ball real because everyone's like oh Javi Ball because when he first came in I was like oh, I don't know like these lot don't seem like they're a a, a, a tight-knit group and the, and the style of football they was playing but since he's come there he's really implemented his style of play I think it always helps I think I've said this before multiple times when like the manager or like the the upstairs people have like been part of the club for a long time because they really understand the culture and the ethos and I think it's easier for people to buy in similar to what we were saying with the Patrick Vieira thing if players respect you they're going to listen to what you're saying so is is Javi Ball real? Yeah I think so now uh, he's implemented the players that he wants to play now uh, I yeah. feel like the, the summer's in Jan with Traore, Torres obviously was before Jan, but he he came and played uh, in this new year. Uh, Aubameyang being one of those signings, and the kind of revival for uh, Usman Dembele is uh, has really shown like 
Barcelona have a real good team and they, they should be competing in the next couple of seasons. Just give Xavi time, obviously. But yeah, I feel like Barca are on their way back to being their best, I think. If you're Dembele, do you try and now like renegotiate like a deal? Because they wanted him to take a pay cut because of mm. like all the injuries and stuff, which is understandable. Do you know what I mean? He's 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 been injury prone. I think every year he's been there, he's had some form mm. of a major injury. But him and Nabamyang are connecting so well. Are you are you still trying to like get the 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 move away? No, not the move away because it's a free transfer, so he's gonna get big money, or are you thinking, you know what? I've got the house here. The weather's nice. One of my best friends now plays for the team. I'll just sign like a quick three-year deal. What's the best options for him, do you think? I think I think he's obviously maybe viewed it as that way of, oh, I could like a bit of a Rudiger situation where he's trying to up, up his game a bit to up his value in a yeah. way. And, and it's probably worked in his favour now. I feel like Barcelona won't really want to get rid of him. Um and he might get more in his contract. So I think he, he's he's playing to his strengths and hopefully he doesn't get any injuries. But like you just said there, the connection be, between him and Aubameyang is just is phenomenal to watch. And speaking of Aubameyang, I'm seeing a lot of slander on the internet of him, you know, saying that like, oh, this just proves that, you know, the league is like nowhere near the Prem and stuff like that, which I, I, I mean... I kind of hear what they're saying, but at the same time, I don't because I think the, the guy's just happy now, you know, and he's playing towards a system which is catered towards him and he's playing for an elite centre midfielder who, like, I mean, Arteta was a centre midfielder, but there's levels to this, you know what I mean? Yeah. So the, the ball is that Xavi's telling his centre midfielders to play towards him and, like, the crosses and so forth with different type of um, playing styles. And also, again, I think the league does the standard has something to do with it. What what's your thoughts on Aubameyang's return to um, scoring goals? Yeah, obviously we we know La Liga isn't up to Premier League standards, but to say to say it's a, maybe like a lesser league or the, like I, I I feel like it's quite harsh. Um, yeah, I feel like yeah he's probably in a better frame of mind. Obviously that the there's stuff that will be. Hopefully, unraveled in the all or nothing series with Arsenal. Yes, um, and we find we we find out some some home truths with Arsenal and Aubameyang. But um, yeah, I think he's probably in a better frame of mind um, and enjoy enjoying his football. Why can't he just enjoy his football? Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't have to be a ulterior motive. Yeah, to it. So yeah, we'll see. All right, let's transition over to League uh, Monaco three PSG nil. Boy, it's just, I mean, you, you had the, the loss against Real Madrid, now the loss against Monaco. What to make of this team? What to make of this um, team? Poch is getting linked with moves away and Bappa is getting linked with moves away. Yeah. It's just it's just not gone according to plan, isn't it? Yeah, I, I feel like they 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 just don't get it right, PSG, with with the management they, they bring in. I feel, I feel like if they gave Tuchel a bit more time, I feel like he could have got them to that level. But, yeah. but I feel like they're impatient. But yeah, the whole Pochettino thing just hasn't worked out. And and we're hearing today that he's linked to Man United and um, what's his name? The Ajax manager has been linked as well. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like he's he's creating that exit here for himself and we'll see whether he gets that United job. How many seasons has he been there now? Three, is it? 
I don't even think it's that. I feel like it's been a year and a half or something. Oh yeah, like last that. season was his first season, didn't he? Yeah. he got, oh yeah. yeah, he got sacked two and a half years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. Crikey! Since that time, okay, so he's had he had half a season off. Then he went PSG. Mourinho's already at Roma, which we're going to touch on right now. Wow. But, like, things. And then Tuchel was at PSG, and now he's at Chelsea. Won a Champions yeah. League with him, and now he can possibly... Boy, football. What a sport. Um, <laughs> I watched I watched the majority of this game. Um, Roma 3, Lazio 0. Uh, derby game. Uh, Abraham scored in the first minute and the 22nd minute. And then uh, Pellegrini, is that how I say his yeah, name? Yeah, that's his name, yeah, yeah. Free kick, boy. It was nice. It was a proper yeah, nice, proper nice goal. Tammy, I think for the whole year, I think it's on twenty-two. I know in the league he scored fifteen, but how long till he's back in the prem? Um, I, I I think you give him maybe a year or two. Um, I feel like he's enjoying his time in Roma. Um, I think he he's already kind of got that status of maybe <clears throat> legendary status in terms of of stats. Anyway, he's beaten Batistuta, which is yeah. a top top legend for Roma. So. Um, yeah, I think give him one or two seasons and he'd possibly but it'd be back in the Prem, um, hopefully with Chelsea. But if it's another Premier League club, I'd, I'd love to see him coming coming back to the Prem and um, make it, making his name because I feel like people have kind of written him off. Yeah. Happy that you got a call up as well. I, I, mm. I, kind, of, I, kind, of, I kind of see Arsenal trying to go in for him this summer, you know. Yeah. I can, I can, I can, I can actually see Arsenal. He's, a, he's, a, a he's an Arsenal fan. I've said this before. He's an Arsenal fan. As, as a, as a boy, he said he's an Arsenal fan. So we'll see. Yeah, I can actually <laughs> see Arsenal going in for a bid for him this year, which I wouldn't mind. I, I was pretty sure I'm on the record last summer saying Arsenal needs to bring him into this club. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. He looks like he's enjoying life in Italy, and why wouldn't you be? Do you know what I mean? It's beautiful yeah. and stuff. So a different culture, everything. You are now listening to our league podcast, Made in London distributed all over the world. LeBron James passes Karl Malone to become second in all-time scoring. But I think, did they do it in a game where they lost? This is what I said last time. (laughs) (laughs) He he breaks records, but the games mean nothing. The the, the records kind of are overshadowed by the loss, yeah. Um, Lakers stink. It's a tough one. Yeah, Lakers stink this season. And yeah, we'll see what he he does at the end of the season. I was just looking at their roster the other day, like actually looking at it player for player. And I was just like, other than LeBron and Anthony Davis, if he's healthy, who's on this? I don't know. I just, they really should have just traded for Buddy Hield, man, honestly. Yeah. And then maybe like got a few guys. And you know what is as well? Even in the free agency market, they haven't really done many moves like that as no. well. Um, yeah, I, I just don't know for this team. And I saw something today. Um, or it might have been yesterday, Charles Oakley says LeBron should request a trade to the Sixers or the Suns to win another chip. Now, I don't know how accurate that is. I don't know, because I just saw that and someone uh, yeah. was reporting it. Maybe it was taken out of context. Maybe he was joking when he said it. I don't know. But, yeah, I, I don't see him requesting a trade anywhere. And, and no. I, the Sixers, would it be a good fit? Possibly not. Suns would be, but then I don't think they'd want to like break up their chemistry. What's your thoughts on that? I can't really take that seriously. No, nah, yeah, I can't take that seriously. I don't reckon he he trades. Yeah, anyway, I feel like he, he'll he'll buy his time at um, Lakers and possibly wait until his son is ready for the draft and wait until he, 
and wait until then. But yeah, I, I don't feel like this this these trades will will take place. Do you know someone we've not been speaking about a lot on this pod, and I think it's partly just because he, I kind of understand what they talk about now in terms of like the big market, small market teams and watching them and stuff. Luca, we haven't really spoken much about Luca, but he is a phenomenal basketball player. How long till he wins an MVP? He's not winning one at Mavericks, I don't think. Yeah, um, I was going to say, and what does he have to do? Does he have to leave Mavs, you think? Yeah, I think, I think that's that's his best possible um, possible chance in winning a championship if he if he's traded somewhere else. Because, yeah, I can't see at, at the Mavericks. I can't see him winning any, anything. I think he does want to win. So, so I reckon give him two, three more years and he possibly makes that decision to put a trade in. Well, he signed a five-year, two hundred and seven million max contract. Ooh, I know, but yeah, but you're not signing for money when you're when you're playing sports. You want to be winning stuff. Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. Boy, I don't know. Could I see him in the MVP? I because of the market he plays in, and his squad's not really exciting. I don't know if um he wins. I I kind of think John Morant would win the MVP before he does. Yeah. But I think he's a better basketball player than John Morant. Let's not get it twisted. Like, Luca is phenomenal. John Morant's just highlights. Like, not, not just highlights. He's a great basketball player as well, but he's like a highlight basketball player. Like, he dunks and stuff. Like, and yeah. he's got the charisma and the swagger. And, and he talks, whereas Luca, he doesn't really talk too tough as well. Standout performances of this week. I've been impressed with Donovan Mitchell quietly over there in Utah doing his job. But their squad, their... They don't stink because they do well, but it's just I don't yeah. think it's a squad that can win a championship. What what's your thoughts? Yeah, they've they've got average players, and then the, obviously the standout players, um, uh, Donovan Mitchell. So so they'll go they'll go further into the playoffs, but they'll never really get that championship yeah. win. So yeah, it's a tough one in the in the M- uh, NBA because we've seen teams now. I feel like Suns are Suns are the, the team that's kind of progressed and they they look like they'll be in contention again um we'll see bucks again um warriors possibly in a in an in about there um but yeah those three teams are the ones that i kind of feel like will be around yeah um last thing on nba is bradley bill a top 20 player someone Um, asked this question it's a difficult one because he hasn't really he's but he's injury prone at the moment so um i'd say no but going off of other seasons where he showed out i feel like he could be he could be a top 20 player all right cool nfl we're not going to spend long on this whatsoever Devontae adams traded from green bay packers to the raiders for first and a second round pick NFL, I don't know what to make of their trades because, like, this guy will get traded for a fifth. This guy will get traded for a sixth. And then Devontae, who's arguably the best wide receiver in the game, will yeah. get traded for a first and a second. Whereas in NBA, you got guys, Anthony Davis got traded for three first-round picks and three, three players that are good players. I, I just, what, what do you make of this uh, Devontae Adams trade to uh, the Raiders? Yeah, it's a weird one because last week we thought, oh... Um, Aaron Rodgers is going is going to be playing with Devontae Adams. It's not going to be the last starts. Yeah. And then a few a few days later, we see this trade, Boy. which is is crazy. But he, he he's apparently from the Bay, um, and and he's going to play with his best mate in uh, yeah. Derek Carr. So uh, there's a, yeah, I don't fault. I, I don't really have a issue why he wanted that trade. 
But yeah, I don't know where Green Bay stand in the in this trade. Did they have they won? Have they lost? No, I, they I, have I feel not like won. at the moment they've lost. They've lost. But they've probably seen they've probably seen um, the trade the draft class of last year where uh, Jamar Chase got got snapped up by um, the Bengals and possibly <clears throat> see oh okay someone could kick on in a first season in the league so they're, they're possibly banking on that but I feel like they've lost at this point. 100% because if you look at their um, their wide receiver room, I think a lot of the guys are free agents, but they haven't got like a true number one now. Like, yeah, if you're Aaron Rodgers and you just signed a new three-year contract, you're thinking, I ain't got time to be yeah. like waiting for guys to develop and stuff. I need I need action now, do you know what I mean? And then the big, big trade, Deshaun Watson traded from the Houston Texans to the Cleveland Browns, signed a five-year Two hundred and thirty million contract, fully guaranteed, the highest M- uh, NFL contracts by eighty million dollars um, mm. in history. What, 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 what do you make of this trade? And also with the allegations, obviously he's in America is weird because they'll have like state and then they'll have like federal and stuff. So I, yeah. I don't think he's been charged with anything criminal. So as soon as like he got like didn't get charged with any of those criminal things, like loads of teams are trying to snatch him up. Went to the Browns. Ultimately, it's a mad paycheck, which money talks bullshit walks. But like, also they have they've got a good team. What? Where do you think that leaves them now? When the AFC North is now looking more interesting than they did last week. Yeah, defo. Um, exciting times for Browns now with him coming in. Also, uh, we don't know what what's going to happen with Baker Mayfield now. It, it leaves it all up in the air. Um, Still on the team. Still on the team, but obviously um, Watson will probably serve a suspension period where yeah. he'll, he'll get some games off. So, how many games? Are, how many games will he really play? Probably 11, 11 maybe yeah. if he gets eight, eight, eight match ban or whatever. Just but to yeah, stop you had, quickly, had... that's crazy. The fact that this guy's been, uh, you know, got twenty-two allegations against him. Twenty-two. It's not five. It's not like twenty-two allegations. On I know. Uh, Calvin Ridley bet $1,500. It just lets you know, like, what people... Like, they're... they're um, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but their, their ethos and, and beliefs yeah. is just so yeah. out... It just doesn't make sense. Like, this mm. guy bet $1,500 on a, on a game, which he had no no control over. Like, you can't say... You're not going to say to someone, oh, I lose the game. You're not... You're not come on, mm. guys are professionals and they've got jobs to fulfil. This guy's got 22 allegations on him and he may still play the season where Calvin Ridley... Yeah. That's just crazy to me. Sorry, mate. Yeah, they, yeah, that, that's it. The NFL don't have any sort of... I, I, I don't know. It's, it's one of those where they've seen, <laughs> they've seen all of these allegations um, and not really... They'll, they'll probably act on it later on with the suspension, but that's it, really. The 22 cases, even though... No one really stepped it as step forward to to press charges. It's it's just it, it's crazy to me. Yeah. Because yeah, it's it's just a mad one. I don't I don't really want to get into it because I yeah. don't know the ins and outs really. But uh, the thought of it, the thought of this happening in this country where a Premier League player has those amount of charges against no him, chance. No, I, no I just chance. can't. I can't, I don't see there's there's any sort of coming back into the game. But yeah, with with the potential that. Uh, Deshaun Watson has um, he possibly could get the Browns to a Super Bowl um, but we'll have to see we'll have to see he's been out for a year um, but yeah they're, they're, they're stacked the Browns but 
yeah, it, may, it makes this division really, really enjoyable to watch next season, I reckon. Well, it's, it's arguably got three of the top 10, top 12 quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, yeah. Cracky. All young as well, all young, all under 30. So, yes, yeah, very, very interesting going forward. What was it, the Von, Von Miller? The Von oh, Von Miller, yes, to... yes, Von Miller to, mm. to the Bills. Again, another team which, you know, they've got a really, really good young quarterback. Good squad as well. I don't yeah. know how these teams are doing this with the salary cap. It's absolutely no. crazy, isn't it? And he's signed like a seven-year, like $118 million. Yeah, it's a big contract. Big contract. Big, big contract. I don't, I don't understand. He probably won't finish that contract because he's getting on a bit no. as well. Even though he's still athletic because there's all of them, but... Yeah, that's another team to be to be wary of. Mm. Um, and I like Josh Allen. I, I do. I think mm. he's a good quarterback. And um, where do you see Baker going? Oh, I don't know at this point. Does he get traded this season? Do you hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, because he re- he requested a trade. Oh, yeah, actually, he requested. A yeah, trade yeah, yeah, yeah. On Friday. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a difficult one because he's going to be back up anyway. I, I don't know why. He, I don't know why you request a trade when. You haven't been good for the the three seasons that you've been in the the league. You've been stacked with options in yeah. your o- offense, and yeah, I, I felt like he should have kind of competed with Watson in a, in a way. But we'll we'll see where he goes. But I I I can't tell you what team he goes to now. Um, he hasn't displayed enough for me, really. His record as a starter is twenty nine thirty, so he's below five hundred. And he's a number one pick, so that just lets you know he's he's not a guy. And he's had all the talent in the world as well. Yeah. Um, Robert Woods of the the Rams got traded for a sixth round pick. I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Sixth round pick like, to the Titans. Are you waiting for to the Titans. Hmm. I I I I just don't yeah. get it. Uh, Juju Smith as well. Oh yeah, to the Chiefs. Yeah. To the Chiefs, but I don't know if that's a needle move for me. What's your thoughts on Juju? I don't really rate him like that. You know, I'm not gonna. Lie. Um. I rated him the first two seasons I watched him. Um, but he's with AB. Yeah, well, he's been up and down a bit. Um, he wanted to be that number one guy at the Steelers and he didn't really show out. Um, but we'll see. I mean, the one-year contract kind of shows off how, how much they value him in a way. I don't really feel like they value him that much. So, yeah. He's going to be the third option because they've got Kelsey and they've got... Um... Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, speed yeah. demons. I, I, I just don't. Yeah, yeah. Third option for me personally. But hey, maybe that maybe the fact that he'll be the third option, he's not going to have like all the coverage on him. He he can he can do numbers, but then when you get to being the true number one, can you do have the same level of production? I don't know. Um, yeah. You are now listening to our league podcast, made in London, distributed all over the world. I wanted to touch on something quickly. The video I sent you on um, TikTok of the school teacher referring to the mixed race child as half class. Do you know, I've I got a funny story about the word half class, yeah? Yeah. My grandma, in her, she's, she's, in, her, she's in her 70s, so she's old. Mm. I want to say I was like in year one, so this is like 20 years ago. So mm. she was in her 50s. She, she came home on holiday and um, my friend, like, that him, my friend and his parents dropped me off and my friend's mixed race. I was talking to my friend, she goes, oh, um, is it the half-cast one? Yeah. And I said, 
I, I, d- I don't know what that means, Grandma. It means, oh, it means it's half this, half this. And I said, okay, cool. Me being a child, I remember this so vividly. I was walking yeah. home. I was walking to my friend's house. I looked up to his friend's mom and I said, oh, are you half cast? Yeah. And then she goes, ah, oh, you mustn't say that. It's not a nice thing. You say I'm mixed race. Since that day... I've never referred to anyone as half class. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a simple guy. Explain to me why I shouldn't do something or I should do something and I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So the fact that we've got school teachers, people that are educated our future generation and referring mm. to them as half cast, I, I, I that's just obscene. Someone who's mm. you're, you're mixed race. So like, what, what what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, so I feel like people, I, some people don't understand what cast actually means. So cast is. It's spelled K uh, C A S T E, and it means pure. It means pure. Yeah. So when you refer to it as half cast, you're going half pure. Yeah. So it's it's quite it's quite nasty. It's a nasty. It's offensive. Word. It's very offensive. Yeah, yeah. it's very offensive. So I, I feel like it is a generational thing. Where obviously we live in a country like England, where there, there's been generations that have been racist and used this term. So yeah, yeah. Using the term is it? I I, I don't hear it much anymore. But you have heard it in the past, and it, it, it's not a nice it's not a nice word at all. Do you know what's but, the yeah. maddest thing though? I don't even think she was trying to be vicious when she was no, saying yeah, that. I yeah. think she's just that's just her language. But that's the worst yeah. part. That's the worst yeah. part about it though, Eve. I don't think yeah. like you're a school teacher. Sure, surely yeah. they should have some form of diversification talking. Yeah. And, so let's let's just say she's a school teacher in London. This is one of the most diverse cities yeah. in the world. Like, surely yeah. on teach, what are they doing on teachers' training day? They all just getting <laughs> a piss about, or what would they do? Like, honestly, though, like I just don't. And what, me, what, I, I just but what did, the scenario she played was? Um, so the kid fell fell over. Oh um, yes. Yeah, she, the kid fell over, and she she got a cut or whatever. She had a scab. Yeah. And underneath that scab, it showed that she was pink. Yeah, the the lady goes. Uh, so I didn't know this. I thought they would be black or <sighs> something. Coming. It just the the thought of it just ah, oh, it just made me just ah. Oh. I just don't like watching videos like that because I know it's apparent in our society. There's people like this that have these views and stuff, but it's just very narrow minded and that they don't really. They're not open to learning. They're not open to yeah. researching or doing the research for themselves. It's really, yeah. yeah, it's really saddening sometimes when I see videos like that. Man. Do you think, like, I think racism is here to stay. I don't think it's going anywhere. To be no, it's not going nowhere. Like, it's, it's not. not going and, and, and I feel like people are, like, companies are and people are, um like, are, like, you know, trying to make positive changes towards, like, making them more awareness. The, the maddest thing about it is, and this ain't and this ain't a politics show, but it's just that you know we. I just thought it would be is a good conversation. Yeah, it took the world to stop, and that video of George Floyd to people to actually understand. Yo, the ser- the seriousness of this is actually it's, it's it's a thing. I don't know when that video was made, but I've just seen it in twenty twenty two, and the fact that people are still talking like that is is, is crazy. Yeah. Again, I, I said yeah. that my grandmother. And she's not saying it with no malice. No, yeah, it, exactly. it, Again, it's exactly. just a, it's just a generational yeah. thing. So I'll tell yeah. you a story. I may have said this before. The old, I used to go to this gym. It was like a very, very bougie gym. I wasn't driving mm. at the time. And it was the closest gym in walking proximity to my house. It was a bit, it was a bit pricey, but 
when I when I factored in how much I'd be paying for like travel if I was to get the train like four times a week and stuff to the gym, yeah, it, I would have been paying more. So I just thought, let me go to this gym, nice gym, swimming pool, whatever. So I used to go to a swimming pool. And there was this like older Caribbean guy there. My, my swimming was terrible when I first started. Like it, I was splashing everything. Yeah. I looked like a, I just looked like Bambi on ice. And like he kind of took me on my wing, took me underneath his wing and he helps me and stuff. And he was just like, even he said one time, you know, um, it's good that you're, you're learning to swim because there is a, 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 a stereotype about Negroes and, and swimming. And I was just kind of thinking, I was kind of looking at him like, raw, like, what, you said that word? Like, because I don't ever say, I say the N-word every now and then, but nowhere mm. near as much as I used to. But the, yeah. referring to myself as a Negro, I've never done that. I've never referred yeah. to any of my friends as Negroes, yeah. yeah? Whereas the, I've noticed with an older generation, they actually did. it. Like, in, He was very just like fluid in his, in his combo. Another story, same gym, white guy. He was talking to me and just when I had like big, big hair, so after the the um the swimming, obviously I'd have to blow dry my hair and I'd have yeah. to use like an afro comb. And he was telling me a story about like how him and his wife went to New York in like the 80s and his wife was obsessed with like all like the soul singers and stuff and she tried to do her hair like stuff. And he said, Yeah, my wife had a friend like this, but she was a Negro woman as well. Mm. And I just looked at him, I was just in so I was so shocked, I kind of froze. And then the, the the Caribbean guy looked at me and just said, just leave it, innit? Yeah. And I, and the only reason I left it, just because he was an elderly man, whatever I'm going to say to you, I don't think it's going to change. You've been speaking like this for like however many yeah. years, whatever, whatever. And I just thought it was nuts. And, and there's a guy I work with, older guy, he's like 69. And he was telling me, I, saw, I was just speaking to him. I was like, so what was it like for you when like you was younger and because when, when did you first see a black person and that's crazy to have this conversation with someone he said i i, I couldn't have been no older than seven when i when i saw i saw a black person and i said to him um that's crazy bro because like me like i had like white neighbors i had um like indian neighbors pakistani neighbors i live in harrow is a very very diverse borough very very diverse mm. And for him to say, like, yo, I never saw a black person until I was seven. That's absolutely crazy. Mm -hmm. And he told me a funny story about how um, a, a Jamaican man had come over with his family and knocked on his dad's door and offered him five bags to buy his house. And his dad sold it to him. And one of their neighbours complained, saying, like, oh, why are you selling them the house? Now they're going to come and flood it up. It's just so crazy to think this was in, like, the the 40s and the 50s and the 60s and stuff. It's just, it's just yeah. Yeah. I, I just think like we've we've come a long way, but we've still got a long way to go. Really. Yeah, defo. Uh, there was a clip on LBC. Did you see it about? Um, yeah, bro. This I, guy was yeah. This complaining guy was about Harrow, isn't it? Yeah. I, I commented on you, yeah, but I kind of regret comment on it because every two seconds I'm getting notifications of people liking it and people <laughs> reply to it. But I just felt like an obligation just because it like it hit home. Yeah. Because yeah, Harrow is very diverse. I'm a very proud Harrow person. Like, mm. I've had all types of friends, Muslim friends, Asian friends, Jewish friends. Like, I've been... I, I have I have pride in the fact that I've been to a bar mitzvah. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm. And I was one of two there. I felt very <laughs> out of place, but... Yeah, man. It's... um. Mm. Anything else to add to that topic, my bro? Or, or I, think nah, that's... I feel like that's it. I feel like that's good experience in those stories, man. 
Yeah, yeah, proper, proper. I still can't get over the fact that she's a school teacher, you know. Jesus. Yeah, Christ. yeah, no, a school teacher, but yeah. It, that, no, to be fair, it don't really surprise me because I feel like these people in these sort of institutions are the reason why we're probably mm. in these situations sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah, kind of needs people maybe one or two generations above us yeah, in our generation it. to, to get into positions of power, then it will change. Yeah. It? Hectic one with all the stop starts, but I thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, we had Brandon on, we had Anthony on. He's always a laugh. And shout out to everyone that's been listening to us. Follow us on the socials. We very much appreciate it. And that's it. We've been out.